my little true crime addicts. It's Megan. And Grace. And this is That's So Criminal! Always better than ever. Our lives are so boring. I'm trying to think of like fun stuff to talk about. Right. And we can't. Uh, <laughs> we hot as balls where we live. Yeah, today <laughs> has been it's been rainy and gross lately, but then today was like eighty something. Girl, it hasn't rained well well. It was raining where, where, where I am. Where you we live like two hours yeah. away from each other, so it was not raining here. <laughs> Damn, dry. that one must, must be nice. This pollen is killing me. Oh my gosh. Wait, I got my first few strawberries from my garden. <gasps> That's so exciting. Yeah, yeah, guys, Grace has this really cute garden. And it's like, it actually really looks like a fairy it. movie scene garden. Like the cute oh, little like mushroom stop. house type thing. That's the vibe it gives me. It's like a little, like a, like, little smurfs oh. live in there. Do you see that? There's my ego blowing up. <laughs> There's my ego. Do you, do you hear that? It just exploded. I can't fit in this apartment anymore. <laughs> Guys, I'm really I can't fit in this apartment. I'm really excited because this week I'm doing a case that is pretty well known actually, but I don't think Grace knows anything. I don't about know it. anything about it. She said it, and I was like, I don't think that's real. I'm but. doing Harold Shipman, uh, aka Doctor Death, and I'm just excited because I didn't know anything about him either. Like I had heard of him before, um, but. I didn't really know much about it, so I got to do a bunch of research and learn as I as I went, which was super fun. Knowledge is power, baby. Knowledge is power. And at first, I thought it might be two parts, but then I was like, I talk way too fast. And <laughs> I know. We've been saying like the past three episodes are going to be two parts. I know, and then we're like, wait, this is just like what? That was forty minutes. Oh. Yeah, we're like, oh, I should probably keep talking. Oh yeah. yeah. No. All right, and well, by the time you guys are listening, hopefully by the time we release, yeah, this, this will be like two weeks from now. Uh, this will be on. Amazon yes. music or is yes, it Amazon guys, we're doing Amazon Prime music? Amazon music, I think. One way that that is said, however it's said, is yeah. that way. Because oh. we have we have Spotify, obviously, which is our which is right now Spotify and Apple Podcasts is our big one. Also, if you guys if you guys hear a cat meowing, it's just three braces cat. They're attacking each other right now. Oh, sorry guys, we'll post pics. <laughs> yeah, we'll post pics of the cats. They're actually they're really so cute, cute cats. Oh my god, they're killing each other. <laughs> Hold on. Oh my god, do you hear this? It's a war. All right, guys. Well, let's just let's let's get into it because I'm excited and I'm 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 ready. I'm ready. Are you ready? Ready. Okay, I think cool. so. I think so. <laughs> okay. So we are talking about Harold Shipman, also known as Doctor Death. Now, before I get into this, I want to say that I kind of bounce around here with dates a lot. Okay. Um, just because that was the best way I realized to describe him, mm-hmm. um, okay. and just tell his story because there was there's just so much of like. You'll you'll realize you'll be. I, I'm gonna do my best to make sure you guys follow along. Grace, stop me if you're like, where are we right now and what's happening? I know. I'm gonna get a whiteboard. <laughs> get a whiteboard. <laughs> also, so sorry about my creaky chair. That's me. I think we'd be fidgeting all the time. Yeah, we're so. fidgeters. So we're fidgeters. We need to come up with like a really cool fidget toy. Oh my god. Or like a really comfortable chair that I can move and it's silent. Yeah. You, yeah. Hey, I mean, like maybe maybe just ones that aren't like a hundred years old. Right. Right. <laughs> These are old as hell. Guys, you move in these chairs and the screws fall out. (laughs) Pretty much. Okay. Okay, so. Harold Shipman, 
uh, full name Harold Frederick Shipman, was born on January 14th, 1946. So we're going, this is like an older case, okay? We're going back in dates here. 1946, way before Grace and I were born. Even a thought. Even a, we my were, parents we weren't, weren't even, even born. <laughs> yeah, my pa- my parents weren't even born. Like our parents are the same age. Yeah, no, I know. I'm, I'm agreeing with you. He was born in Nottingham, England. Now he grew up very attached to his mother. Okay, he was a mama's boy. We love yes. that sweet little mama's boy. Um, however, she was apparently very controlling, and she Oof. would tell him like who he could and could not talk to. Now I don't believe she was like evil controlling like she wasn't a really horrible mom i think she was just kind of like i'm gonna tell you who you can and cannot talk to um as far as i know i didn't find much on his dad but um i think they were just fine i guess they didn't really have much of a no red flags there there's no red flags (laughs) there now he found himself with very few friends because of the fact that his mom was so controlling like she would tell him like you can't talk to these people i don't want to talk to these people Blah, 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 blah. So he was a little bit... Yikes. He was he was a mama's boy loner, What's unfortunately. That, what is that terminology for... Uh, oh, shoot. There's, like, a thing when you're, like, a mom and you, like, don't get enough emotional support from your husband. Oh, I know so what you're talking about, but I Emotional incest. Yes. It's yeah. emotional incest. Yeah. you essentially create your son to be the perfect partner for you yeah and then you get super controlling about who they hang out with especially if it's like female partners but oh yeah ooh, ooh, ooh. it's giving me that yeah <laughs> it's it, giving it gives, emotional incest it gives emotional incest <laughs> yeah his mom was just yeah she was she was she was a little attached a little too attached she didn't want him hanging out with anybody else now he was raised into a working class family in manchester he was extremely smart, and he excelled in school and sports. He played rugby, so he was a rugby kind of guy. We love that. We, okay. love, we, we, okay. we love a rugby guy. So he was really smart. He excelled in sports. He was really athletic. Um, unfortunately, he didn't really have any friends. And I will say, like, a, if you look up a picture of him, and we're going to post a picture on our Instagram. Oh, I'm looking He's now. a pretty good look. Look up young Harold Shipman. He's a pretty handsome fella. So, like I said, he's good-looking, smart, athletic boy. What? January 14th is, like, Capricorn. So, they're, like, hard-working and... Well, it makes sense if he was, because, Well, like... they're, like, direct, too, so it makes sense that he doesn't have many friends. Oh, I see what you're talking about. Yeah, okay. like, he's, he's a pretty he's a handsome fella, you know? Now, when he Not was... when he's older. Yeah, no, he doesn't... He, age does not suit him. <laughs> I will say that. He was only 17 when his mother was diagnosed with lung cancer. And as Oof, a result, that's rough. yeah, it was, it was sad. As a result, he would see her receive morphine injections often to ease her pain in the hospital. Whew. Yeah. Now he studied the doctors and the nurses very carefully. Yeah. So right. he would see her get injected with morphine because she was in pain. That would help her pain. And he became, I don't know if I'd want my kids around for that, but I wouldn't either. But the fact that she's like, I mean, she was really controlling. So maybe she just was like, you sit with me. Well, I don't know. I mean, my mom went through like, she still goes through a ton of health stuff, but I don't think. Well, and also, I mean, he's 17. He's not like he's five. Oh, I forgot about that. He's 17. He's 17. So I'm sure, I'm sure she's like, you're old enough to like understand that like people, people die. Well, that's also different. Like at that point, like, I mean, like I was there when my mom had like a pick line at one point and yeah, like I would watch that. It's your mom. You're going to go, you're going to go be with her. Well, yeah. You love your, you know. hmm. Exactly. Now. Seeing this and studying the doctors and the nurses, this began his his fascination 
obsession, honestly, mm-hmm. with medicine at the young age of 17, which is young, but also, like, you know right from wrong. You, you know should, I mean? you should. <laughs> at that if point, you, if you don't, you should. There's a problem. There's an underlying problem. Yeah. And he actually ended up being the one to take care of his mother. Okay. Like, after she was sent back from the hospital. Is and he the only like, child? Wait. Yes, I only forgot. child. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. I mean, that, that that tracks. Yeah. So, he was the one to take care of his mother. Like, the doctors and nurses told him, this is what you give her, this is what you do, you know, to take care of her. And he and did that. like, the 50s at this point. Exactly. So. so, and he, she ended up passing on June 21st, 1963. Now, mm-hmm. I did the math because I was like, wait, how old, like, how long was she, like, to how <laughs> I <know>. long? <laughs> I was <laughs> I was like, wait, so did she die, like, years later, or what's that? I was trying to do the mental math. So, 1946, he was born. At 17 would be 1963, so she didn't live much longer. Because mm-hmm. when she she was diagnosed at 17, and she died when he was 17. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah. Talk about, like, aggressive illnesses. That's horrible. So, wait, maybe he was 18. Well, whatever. He, he, it was, it was like, yeah. in that time frame. She didn't live much longer. Okay. Now, her passing was a very crucial moment in his life, and... We'll kind of talk about that a little later. Mm-hmm. So he got a scholarship and he went, to st- he went on to study medicine at Leeds University. Now, while he was studying there, he met and married Primrose May Oxtoby. Okay. That's a cute name. I like that. I know, right? Isn't it cute? Now, they got married um, when he was 19 years old and Ooh. she was 15. Um, so, you know, nowadays it might be like... Whoa. It's <laughs> five, whoa. six, seven... Yeah, it's four years. Yeah, it's, a little, it's, 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 it's definitely like... It's not even the age gap. Back it's then, the fact that she's a minor. <laughs> but back then, I feel like this 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 wasn't much of a of a red flag. I, f- I feel like it was just kind of like, all right, maybe. Nah, still red flag. <laughs> anyway, nah. They, they supposedly, from what I read, they supposedly met on on a bus. Now I don't know where the bus was going, and I don't know what bus it was, but they met on a bus. So cute, neat, be cute. Just in grown adult meets meets fifteen year old on a bus on. And they get married. They get married. Don't worry. No, they got married in 1966 after Primrose got preggers. Oh my (laughs) gosh. Okay, so it's even worse. It's not just like, oh, so she's not just a minor getting married. Now she's pregnant as a minor (laughs) getting married. Now, Uh, throughout their life, they end up having four kids together. Oh my. All right. They had three sons and one daughter whose names were Sam, David, Christopher, and Sarah. However, they all changed their names after Harold's arrest because... Their first names? Yeah, they changed their names after Harold's arrest. Um, Wait, but they changed their first names, not their last names? I don't know. All I know is that their names are not Sam, David, Christopher, or Sarah anymore. I'm sure that they they changed their, their last names too. But that's wild. I don't know. All I, I could, could find on them. I could not get a new first name at this point in my life. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't either. Although I have one ready, Mackenzie. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> I would change my name to Mackenzie. Well, and now we- you can't. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Now they're gonna be like, wait, there was a time. She I'm gonna say- watch this back. <laughs> I couldn't find much on them because obviously they don't want us to. They changed their names. But all I could find was that. Well, yeah. That was their at names. that point, leave them be. Yeah. yeah. Now, his life, throughout his life, it was picture it looked picture perfect. Beautiful life, beautiful children, and a happy family. He graduated with his medical degree in nineteen seventy from mm-hmm. Leeds University. Okay. And a year later, in nineteen seventy one, he became a general practitioner at Abraham Ormerod Medical Center in Todd Morden, Lancashire. Lan- Lancashire. 
I think it's, I think it's funny because I, both of my cases have been like British cases. And so, I, <laughs> Grace just looked up a picture of him. I'm sorry, guys. He's so ugly. <laughs> oh my God, yeah. He's so ugly. Okay. I just flashed Megan the most aggressive zoomed in photo of this ugly ass man's face. My bad. Oh. Okay, okay, okay. So, I'm, I I apologize if I mispronounce this stuff because there's just a lot of names that I'm like, man, Britain really makes you work for these pronunciations. They really do. Cool. So, as I said, he became a general practitioner at Abraham Ormerod Medical Center in Todd Morden, Lancashire. This was 1971. As it seems, everything was going well for him, right? Mm-hmm. He had a good job and seemed like his life was going pretty well. Like I said, he was married to Primrose. He had a son at this point. Uh, but everything is not as it seems. <laughs> because in 1976, not very long after he got the job in Todd Morton, about five years later, that's correct in the math. I did that in my head really quickly. <laughs> oh my God. He had his first run-in with the law. Mm-hmm. Sir? Sir. <laughs> he was fired and fined and received a conviction of forgery oh after it was found out that he was writing fake prescriptions for opiate uh, pethidine. Pethidine. I don't know how to say that. For who? Um, which... It's also known as Demerol. Um, it's used to treat severe pain. Yeah, yeah, for himself, because he had become addicted. Uh, sir. So he basically became addicted to... Primrose, come get your man. <laughs> he became oh. addicted to... I think that... I mean, I'm assuming that's a kind of morphine. I mean, because that's like... He, he came addicted to opiates. Oh, oh, opiate. I don't know how to say it. Opiates? But he was... Opi- <laughs> opiates. Opiates. <laughs> Wait, opioids? How do you say it? Opioids. Opioids. What did you say? Opiates. Opiates. Oh my god. Okay. Oh my god. Whatever. Um, He was forced to go to rehab. Obviously, like I said, he was fired and fined. But let's let's remember this. He was fired and fined, and he was forced to go to rehab. Okay. But he was not taken out of like the medical field. Like they didn't take his license. This is seventy four. Yeah. Okay, that no, this tracks. Is, this is 76. That still tracks, I guess. I know, but, like, I just... I'm, you're right. It was back then. This but, still tracks? I mean... But no, if you just... If you got... Conv- time of free love, man. If you... Right? That's the 70s, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, like, he literally was like... They're like, okay, you're, like, addicted to drugs. No, and you've been real. using... You've been faking... Forging prescriptions to get these drugs. Which, like, why did you try that in the first place like how did you get addicted to those it's not like it's oh 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 i just accidentally took one of these <laughs> like i i don't even know i don't know i right. think um he probably should have been i think his license should have been suspended or at least something i but, think he, yeah i think it should have just been fully but taken that did away. not happen um now all my sources said that he went to rehab um i didn't really court mandated rehab he what he went to rehab and he came back um and he goes on to get Another job. Now, also, side note, drugs were definitely not the main thing that he needed to get help with. This man had a lot of problems. Uh, but I guess that's the wait, one they were they like... they also, like, didn't check his resume? Like, they didn't... Oh, no. No. You just fucking wait. Guys, one time... Well, not not a one-time thing. Megan and I used to put each other's references on oh, yeah. each other's oh, resumes. Oh, all the time. Constantly. I got a call one time. I was literally in the bathtub, and I get a call. Oh, my God. I and I was, it was like, it was like, hi, um, is this Miss Megan Lane? And I was like, like yeah. Yeah, and she was like, she's like, well, Grace? I was like, oh, Grace. Uh, manager? I'm the CEO. <laughs> I am the CEO. 
Oh, yes. Grace was the best employee I've ever had in my Thank life. Thank you. <laughs> oh, that was fun. Fun You times. don't ride or die for your best friend. You're not best friends. Yeah, no. 100%. <laughs> you wouldn't fake a company. If you don't lie your ass off saying you're the CEO of fake company, then are you even friends? I am the CEO of Amazon. Thank you. <laughs> oh, my God. Jeff Bezos who? <laughs> yeah, I don't know who that is. Oh, my God. It's Okay, me. so he had a lot of problems. Like, what? Oh, we're gonna we're gonna get there. We're gonna get there. All right. So, 1977, one year after the drug fiasco, back in 1976, mm-hmm. he gets another job as a general practitioner. Now let's, let's like a full okay. <laughs> let's let's think about this. He just applies and gets another job after having been addicted to drugs and forging prescriptions. He gets another job. Yeah. So now he's working at Donnybrook. Medical Center in the town of Hyde, which is in Greater Manchester. All so right. we're moving up in Manchester's. So his whole family moved, or no? He's just—I mean, he's older now. Oh. Oh yeah, no, his whole family, like his, like his wife and them. Yeah, like they moved um, with him, or yeah, they moved. But also, I don't think that Donnybrook and Todd Morden are like too far, apart. too far apart. Okay. Okay. Um, because it's just, like these aren't like big hospitals. It's like a medical center. Gotcha. I'm pretty sure, unless that's the same thing. Girl, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. But, so he, he moved up in Manchester's because he was born in just, you know, Manchester. Now he's in Greater Manchester. So, okay. at this job, he actually thrived. Like, he was extremely respected and very well liked. All right, so, like, rehab worked? So, that's what, that's what it seemed like. You know what I mean? Okay. It seemed like he was just an extremely respected and right. people loved him. His, his clients loved him. His patients, I said clients. His patients loved him. And he eventually, 15 years after getting this job, like he, he worked, he worked at, um, at Donald oh, Brook okay. so for like, 15 years. Rehab actually like worked then. Yeah, okay. Stop making that face. <laughs> okay. On the surface, it must have worked. If on the he was surface. Able to his, like that's, hold a job for 15 years. Yes. This man, on the surface. Like three times is longer than. Complete, like he's loved. He's loved. Huh, okay. So 15 Scary. years later in 1993, he ends up starting his own practice at 21 Market Street. Okay. Now, oddly enough, he was actually known for his bedside manner. That was, like, something that people, like, looked at him for. And right, he was known as, quote, good the good doctor. Oh. Yeah, like, everyone, everyone was like, oh, yeah, like, you need help? Go to, go to Shipman. My guy Shipman. Everything huh. was going extremely well until 1998. Also, oh. <laughs> the year that I was born. So... One good thing happened downhill. Everything went downhill. That's crazy. I know. Odd little fact that in 1983, so 10 years before. 50 something? He was born at 40 something. In 1998? He was born at 40. He would have been 50. Yep. Okay. All right. Yeah. 50-something. 50-something. You guys hear Math struggling. is not our strong suit. Can you guys hear our brains scrambling right now? <laughs> Don't ever ask me a math question like that Bro. again. Because my brain just went, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Like, my brain's like, I don't think that's right, but... I don't think it is either. Also, you don't have a better 50, answer. 50 sounds too precise. Like, I'm 50's like, too perfect. Well, yeah, because you're saying if he's born in 46 and it's 98, then it can't be 50. <laughs> anyway, guys... We've had a mimosa. We have. <laughs> okay. Um. Okay. Ow. Oh my god. Ow. 
1983, so 10 years before he started his own practice. Mm-hmm. No. That's not correct. <laughs> no, so... Guys, we can't even do math. Wait, no, that is correct. 1993. So 1983. Yeah, that's... 10 years before he started his own practice. We have zero confidence. <laughs> he actually interviewed on the Granada television documentary, World in Action. I like that name. Granada. I know, right? Doesn't it sound so official? What's that like? ASMR. Granada. Granada. <laughs> no, I don't oh like God. that. I don't like that at all. Um, so he interviewed uh, on for this documentary, World in Action, on how the mentally ill should be treated in the community. And I'm saying this because I really want to okay. dig into people's brains that, like, he was loved. Like, people literally I mean, brought that, him on their show to say, like, can you tell us how the mentally ill should be treated? That also is, like, great. No, like, it's, and it was awesome for him. Also, I for, wouldn't like, think p- a bad publicity. person would do that. Exactly. Like, oh. <laughs> now, all this happened, but no one knew that throughout 23 years of his life, he was secretly murdering his patients. Oh, there it is. <laughs> There's the shoe. The shoe just dropped. Oh my. <laughs> so now, let's go back to his first kill. A little blast of the past, okay? This is wild right now. Yeah, it is. So, 1975, mm-hmm. right as he got his first job so his this was this is back to his short-lived employment at todd morden okay Okay, before rehab before rehab yes 70 year old ava lyons or leons was his first victim and she was taken the day before her birthday the day before her 71st birthday which is so sad now ava was suffering from terminal cancer and oh. from what I read, she was not expected to live much longer. My heart. I know, I know. She was She was taken on March 17th, 1975, when Harold injected her with a dose of opiate in her own bedroom and sat with her while she died. Uh, he even asked her husband uh, for a cup of coffee as he did this. Like, as he... Wait, what? Like, no, like, as he, he sat with her. While she died, after, like, injecting her. Did the husband know? He thought it was, I mean, he thought that that's just her doctor going over to check on her. Just, I mean, yeah, I, I guess it. I wouldn't really ask I wouldn't, questions. I wouldn't trust it. I wouldn't ask questions. And, and oh this was, gosh. this was not, like, his first time he's seen her. Like, oh. Like, this, like, she has been a patient of his. Oh, yeah, they probably have, like, a good rapport. Exactly, exactly. Oh. Now, Debbie Bartlett, which is Ava's granddaughter, who was 14 when Ava was killed, says... There's us thinking this lovely, caring doctor who's dedicated arrives the night before her birthday to see how she is and basically bumps her off. We only oh find gosh. out 25 years later that Shipman was a serial killer. He wasn't kind and caring. He was a cold, calculating, cruel predator who selected my grand that night to start his process. That's her grandmother's name, Gran? Oh, she just calls her Gran. That's mine. That's not her name. I, that's I just said that's what she calls her grandmother. Oh, I thought you said that's her grandmother's name, Grand. I was like, no, that's a no, word. that's a term. No, that's you, <laughs> yeah. She calls met her my Grand. Gran. Yeah, you say Megan's met my Grand. Yeah, her <laughs> Grand is the sweetest person ever. I think it's cute that you say Grand. I say Grandma, but I've always wanted to have a I mean, name. Like I think Mima. she came up with it. I don't know. I was the last one, so I've always liked Grand Grand. That's a cute one. Where's that from? Is that from like a book? Like I feel like it's from a show. Grand Grand. Oh my gosh, from Avatar. You're so stupid. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> okay, anyway, that's horrific. It's horrific. To then also like come to terms with like, oh my grandmother has passed well, 
And then 25 years later, 25 years. by like, no, because you this, probably don't even think about it every day. And then to be like, whoa. To be, well, because you realize, oh my God, wait, she didn't, she didn't die because of her, her cancer. She, she died because she was killed. She was she killed. Was murdered. He murdered her. And I, I just, oh I think gosh. that's horrifying. I honestly think it's, it's, I think it's even more horrifying the fact that like they found out so much later. And like, it's proof that they like, didn't. How do I word this? That, that, like, he never talked with anybody about this, like, patients no. or anybody. Like, he just, on his own free will, did this yes. without... Now, there's, oh there's a lot of confusion surrounding him. Now, a lot of people look back at this murder because the question is asked, did he give this dose intending to relieve pain or intending to end her life? Because the drug that he administered yeah. is meant for pain relief. And from a source I read, it said... Sometimes it can be very difficult for a doctor to assess the dose of opiate necessary to relieve pain and that sometimes a doctor will unintentionally hasten the death of a terminally ill patient by giving pain relief. And, and, and the, the thing is, uh, is, she died peacefully. There was no pain. So I mean, that why was he up, trying yeah. to kill her? There was, there's, there's no motive. He gains nothing from this. So I mean, except power. It's just a feeling power, of power. Playing God. I mean, that's literally Bel- it. Like, believing maybe that he's, like, helping her because she's on her deathbed. Yeah. But but what gets me is I'm like, so you think you're an angel of death? You think that? Like, does he think that what he's doing is the right thing? And by the way, mm-hmm. I, want, I want everyone to know that I am not, like, in any way making light of the situation. Like, what he did is horrible. And yeah, it's never no. okay. But I'm trying to understand, like... In his head, I'm curious. I wonder well, no, if he thought just, that what he's doing was right. We're just talking about theories. Like, yeah. At the end of this, if you don't want to hear our opinion, don't listen to this. <laughs> yeah, because honestly, we give uh, it. It's an. It's we a give podcast. it a little too much. It's our podcast, so. Hundred percent. Make your own if you don't like our opinion. If you hate us, then honestly, can't even can't even blame you sometimes. But that you know, just oh, maybe wow. maybe don't listen. <laughs> but like, okay, if we're annoying, no, I as totally fuck. get it. I totally get it. Like what you're saying is what I mean. Like I. It's hard to, like, rationalize because it's, like, you don't know if they're in pain. Yeah. Like, if you're, like, I've seen people so, like, high, for lack of a better terms, on painkillers when they're close to death. Right. That they're not even, like, consciously there. So, like. Very true. Are they in pain? You can't even ask them. Like, of course, if you totally take them off of it, they're going to be in pain, but it's, like. And it was also, like I said before, it was known that, like. She, they they believed like she wasn't gonna live much longer. Yeah. And the, her husband later says, "I just thought that he was kind of like helping her along." You wow. know what I mean? Like, that's horrific to like find that out and then to like have somebody you like literally you have no option but to trust. And that's like, what I'm saying. Like that's that's the scariest part. That's your doctor. You literally trust your doctor with your life. Like, like legit, you, if, have, uh, to. you exactly. have to. Exactly. Like no if my doc, option. if I was. If I was at the doctor's office and they came in and they said, we need to administer 40 cc's of diamorphine. I don't know what that is. I'm con- Maybe I shouldn't, but I would just be like, I mean, yeah, doc, go for it. Also, I like how I said 30 cc's. Like, I know what I'm talking about. Like, yeah, I'm on Grey's Anatomy. No, we religiously watch that. <laughs> yeah, we really do. Grey's Anatomy is really good, I gotta say. I'll be your doctor. I don't know what I'm talking about, but... I'd let you um, draw my blood. I would throw up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. Wait, don't you pass out? No. Who? Oh, somebody I know passes out mm. when they get blood. You think of my mom. Yeah, no, yeah. Like, it just immediately, like, eyes no, roll back of her head. No, hers is, like, she's got a weird vein thing, but. 
Ooh, like her I veins like contract. Do I would I would I would faint if um if somebody did it from my wrist. If somebody drew blood from my wrist, oh no 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 no. I just am selfish and I want to keep all my blood. So. What Sorry, if I was guys. dying and I was your blood type? Are you my blood type? I'm like oh negative. no, we're not. Will and I are the same, same blood type. That's I'm like, nice. Oh. I'm AB positive, I think. So I mean, Marry te- your technically, own I could like. I think I could get both. I think I think I could get A or B. I think so. I don't know how that works. But wait, if I was dying, would you give me your blood? Of course. If we were Can the I? same blood type. It's not that we're the, we don't have to be the same blood type. It's just it's I the universal. I think I reject your blood. Am I the universal donor or am I the universal receiver? Oh my god, she thinks she's Hold the donor. She thinks she's the universal donor. We're looking this up. Okay, we're back. Uh, o negative is the most common blood type used for transfusion when blood type is unknown. So that means like universal Interesting. donor, right? Wait, if I, I'm AB positive, so that, does OMG. that mean that I can get both A or B? Only seven percent of the population. are Oh my o god, negative. you're a rare. Oh. You're a rarity. Bye. Yeah, I'm selfish. I'm keeping this. Sorry, guys. Yeah, shoot. Fine, I'm I'm keeping mine too then. And if you needed my blood, then I wouldn't give it to you. I don't think you can. I think I can only receive O negative. (laughs) I'd be like, just take it anyway. Just take it anyway. Take my blood. I was like, like, wait, Megan, like, we don't need your blood. No, just take it. Just take it. I was like, I can't. Like, literally, I can't give it to her. You know I would give you blood. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's right. You're the the universal donor. You have to give me blood. What's that scary movie? Like, I say scary very loosely. Mad Max. I've never seen that. We're like, oh my gosh, we're watching that. They use, like, humans as, like, blood bags. <gasps> oh my god. I totally would watch that. The more you know. But it's also about racing, I think. It's about racing? I don't know. The whole movie's wild. <laughs> if you've watched Mad Max, let us know. <laughs> I'm actually really curious. We'll watch it. We'll watch okay, it. Okay, this is the definition of... This is the whole ADHD part coming out. Sorry, guys. Now. Holy crap. We just went from, like, Harold Shipman to Mad Max. <laughs> and we stopped on yeah. blood for a bit, too. Just hitting up all the places all the way here. But yeah, no. Wrong on every level. You can't just, like... What's that analogy about bikes? Uh, What? Oh, like, everybody's born with a bike helmet. I've never heard this. Okay, well... (laughs) No, continue, please. Who said that? Everyone's born with a bike helmet. Like, my kindergarten teacher, maybe. Everyone's born with a bike helmet, and if your decision affects whether or not somebody takes off their bike helmet, like, not of their own volition, then what you're doing is wrong. So essentially, like... They used to use it for, like, if you, um, like forcefully took off not hand. inserting my own opinion here, so don't come at me, but I can't think of anything else. If you don't get your kids vaccinated, like, with the measles or anything, you're essentially then taking off other kids' bike helmets because oh, you're Oh, I see them. what you're saying. So, okay. like, if you drive drunk, you're taking off somebody else's bike helmet. Because, like, you know what I mean? Yep. Okay. Okay. So, I like that. I like that. Oh, I like yeah. that. That's interesting. I've never heard that before, but I like the analogy. So, like, I'm wondering if he's, So, like, he's just taking off all of his patients' bike helmets. And well, yeah, because they're in a state where they can't consent. They can't consent. They can't, they can't stop him. That's what I'm saying. Like, Physically. he's unintentionally, he's like, you know, taking advantage of that. I believe, I mean, like, I don't know for sure, but, like, I think it's a power thing. Oh, it definitely has to be. Oh, my gosh. I can't see it. Because, like, like I said, um, he's not angry with her. And he sat with her until she died, which is actually what showed people that his intention was not to relieve pain, but to like that's fucking creepy. At that point, if you're you know that she's going to die, why wouldn't you just let her be with her family? Yeah, like he the the fact that he stayed with her proves that he knew that death was imminent. Yeah, death was coming, and it comes off like oh my gosh, like oh he's so nice, blah 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 blah. No, like see that's what that's what makes me so angry because. 
people, like, her husband and, like, her, Ava's husband and Ava's granddaughter believed, like, you know, oh, like, he sat with her while she died. What a good doctor. He's so respected. Good bedside manner. Oh, he's really actually just a piece of crap. And, yeah, like, he's just a piece of literal steaming shit. Garbage. 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 Yeah. Okay, sorry. Wow. Pop off. My God. My God. Now, Harold was not caught until the late 1990s. So from 1975 to 1998, he killed, are you guys ready for this? Approximately 250 patients. What? Yes. Now I know what you're thinking. What? (laughs) You're thinking, good God almighty, that's a lot of people. How did this go on for so long? We're going to get there. We're going to get there. That's insane. I'm going to nail this into your head. I'm going to say it again. Approximately 250 patients, and we'll never know the correct actual, like, physical number. Oh, my God. That because it could be give story. or take. Because and, and how long? You said... This was a span of 1975 to 1998. So, I believe... Uh, 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 <laughs> uh, Matt's uh, coming back to haunt us again! All right, 95, 19, 10, 85, 98, 19, 70, what is five, it? 5, 6, 9, 23, 23, 23. Yes! Girl, I got no clue. <laughs> 23 years, my guy. I still, ooh. Span of 23 okay, so years. so wait, 23 years, and you said 250? Yeah, approximately 250 patients. That's at least 10 a year. Yep. Almost 11 a year. Yep. Now, That's he literally would, one almost every month. Yeah, well, I think, that's what I'm, this guy, oh my just, God. it's like he... No, this he, is a power thing. It's, it has to be. No. It has to be. Now, he would stop and restart his killing spree throughout that time period. Ugh. We most likely will never know the full number, as I said. And, his and method, you know he'll never tell you. Oh, yeah, no. His method remained the same every single time. He would target the very sick and vulnerable, oh aka his patients, and he would inject them with diamorphine, which is a pharmaceutical heroin um, meant to relieve pain. Mm-hmm. Now, his oldest victim was 93-year-old Ann Cooper. Stop. 93 years Stop old. Stop messing with old people. I know. 93 years old. And his youngest was 41-year-old Peter Lutus. So, oh, my god! As you can see, he obviously, like, you know, the youngest is 41. I'm not saying that that is still older because 41 is not, mm-hmm. you know, old. Yeah. But he didn't go for, for children. There was no children. There was no, like, young adult. It was youngest 41. Did he ever have, like, younger patients? So... Or was it just like I'm he was, I'm assuming like... he did. I'm assuming he had some that were younger. But mm-hmm. I, I believe what it was, was the people that he believed, like, he knew, he could get away with mm. easily. You know what I mean? And the majority of his patients were women. And this uh, begs the question, did he possibly see them as his mother? Because remember, uh, his fascination in medicine started with oh my gosh, watching, about that. yeah, with watching his mom get injected with morphine and diamorphine is his drug of choice. Goodbye. So he would he would watch <laughs> the doctors inject his mom with morphine mm-hmm. because it helped her pain because she was basically terminally ill oh god this this beginning his fascination with medicine what if like he sees a lot of his patients as his mother believing like i am helping you i am i am easing your way down like there's just so much that goes into this Mm, you know what i mean does he see them as in pain putting them out of their misery now we'll never know what fully went on in his brain and i'm kind of 
glad. I don't ever want to be in there. Don't really want to ever be in there. Bye. I also partly kind of want to know what the hell he was thinking. Yeah, but you know, anything he would say is a lie. Right. He's not going to actually And know. honestly, I'll it's always, I'll always wonder, like, was it out of malice? Did he see himself as, like, helping them along, playing God? Um, he took the lives of 250 innocent people and maybe more that were not ready to go yet. Oh and gosh. it was not their time. Yet he took so the liberty to play. not that. your decision. No, it's not. It's like not. It's, it's literally it, not it, your decision. You don't get to take the liberty of, of playing God and taking away the rest of their lives. It's awful. I just mm-hmm. want to dig into his mind and truly understand like where his brain was at when, was at when he committed these crimes. Especially because yeah. he was literally known for his bedside manner. Like he was known. That's the scariest part. As like, yeah, he was respected and he was, he was smart. People were like, yeah, mm-hmm. this guy knows what he's doing, right? That's like terrifying. And of course... Because he had 250 victims with how many family members? Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, how many people did he mentally manipulate? Yeah. Like, that's insane. Wow. Yeah. Really makes you think. So let's talk about how he got away with this for so long. Yeah. <laughs> 23, Using the same method. Exactly. 23 motherfucking years, he got away with this. So we're going to go back to Todd Morden back in 1975. The first job that he had right out of school before... He got, you know, yeah. fired for forging prescriptions and stuff. Whoop. Now, um, I told you that he was fined and fired mm-hmm. when that all went down. I also believe that he should have gotten his license taken away, but it, that didn't happen. He now, he was also heavily... Because he was a man. If it was a woman, I bet they wouldn't have... Honestly, honestly. Thought twice. 100%. It was also like the 70s, so... Yeah, that was, it was a yeah. while ago. That while tracks. Ago. Sexism. He received a heavy fine from the GMC, which is the General Medical Council. <laughs> How much was this fine? Um, Do you I know? know? I don't know. Oh. I hope it was a ton of money. <laughs> but also, I don't. They said a heavy like... fine, so we, we look it up. See if you can find it. Um, now, he received a stiff warning letter also from the GMC, but they allowed him to keep practicing. Like I said, he should have been removed immediately. Mm-hmm. However, apparently that's not super uncommon. Like, like kind of you said, that does happen. Now, unfortunately, this kind of thing happens where it's just kind of swept under the rug. Because uh, it would also look bad on okay. Todd Morton. What was the fine? Did you look it up? Okay, so it says that he was fined 600 euros in 1977 or 1976. So today that would be like 1,700 euros. Woo! Woo! Which like... So pretty hefty. No, it's not. For (laughs) you're a doctor and you get fined seventeen hundred dollars. That's probably like all right. That's a good point. That's a good point. I'm sure he makes decent money. Well, yeah, he did pay it. Also, he was like, "Cool, you're not like removing me from the general medical council. I can still at all." He didn't even get like anything on his license. Like literally, they just he he got a stiff warning letter, being like, "Hey, don't do drugs." Don't do drugs. Please stop using your Please own prescription stop. pad. It's not cool. I don't like it when you do that. Please stop. <laughs> You're being so rude. Okay. Good job, medical counselor. Yeah. Now, as I said, um, it's unfortunately not super uncommon for this to happen. And unfortunately, it was just swept under the rug uh, because it would really look bad on Todd Morton also. Oh, you know, God to, to, to be like one of our doctors. Is I bet it looked really addicted. good on them I bet years it. later. Well, see, that's the thing, is it was never, like, it was never reported the right way. Beautiful. So, unfortunately, because 
he was only fined. This meant that from this point, any employer or patient who asked about Shipman would probably not have been told about his conviction. Oh, God. So, like, and the when they like did a background convicted. check, yeah. that didn't come up. And he which, was actually convicted, which is crazy. Yeah, no, he was actually convicted of forgery. Amazing. So, that's why which he like, got this job only a year later. How do you not serve jail Donnybrook. How do you not serve jail time for that? But, okay. I don't. I literally, that's what I'm saying. It's is the I'm 70s, like, man. It was just, it was swept under the rug. Oh, my Completely. God. Wonderful. The whole fiasco of the drugs and the foraging, all for, foraging. Foraging? <laughs> foraging. <laughs> the, 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 the whole fiasco of the drugs and the forgery was completely brushed under the rug, and I doubted anyone wanted to bring it back up. And Harold Shipman definitely I mean, not wanting to. Could they have even? If you don't know about it. No, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> As I had said, he went on to get another job at Donnybrook in Hyde, and he worked there for 15 years before starting his own practice. We remember all of that. Well, as I said before, he did very well there, and any wrongdoings he had were completely forgotten by the late 1990s. Okay. <laughs> and also, as I said before, he was, he was caught in the late 1990s. So we're getting to that point. We're getting to the point where he's caught. I really want to find more info on his life. Mm-hmm. I tried to find more info on his life during these 23 years that he went on killing at Donnybrook. Um, and then his own practice. But the thing is, is that his life was on paper, picture perfect. Yeah, I mean, if he doesn't do anything. He wasn't doing anything wrong. Happy marriage, four kids, traveling family. Well, by the time this stuff comes out, it's been it's like 20, 30 years. Exactly. No one, ye- no one, everyone's like, oh, what? Excuse right. me? Ugh. And literally no one suspected him during these years. It kind of reminded me of, like, Ted Bundy, where everyone was like, wait, wait, you had a loving family, and right. you you did what now? Like, mm-hmm. that's kind of what it reminds me of. Um, now, this brings us to the late 1990s, where people finally started questioning a few things and realizing that he had a pretty high mortality rate. Yeah, like, um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, wait, that's the understatement of the year. Yeah. Um... So in 1998, Donnybrook, the second place that he worked at, mm-hmm. became suspicious at the number of his patients who were dying. Because... Because he was a general... I literally read that almost every single person who walked in, basically at some point, died. Like, literally majority of his patients died. Um, so The good doctor. Yeah. Either he was a horrible... <clears throat> horrible doctor or he's a serial killer now plot twist he's a serial killer he's both (laughs) plot twist he's actually yeah he's both he's both so i questioned this because i was like okay how did people not notice this sooner you know what i mean how 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 was this not brought up but i believe that the reason that it wasn't noticed sooner was because he started his own practice and so he didn't have like he was his own boss what kind of doctor was he again just he was a general, general, general practitioner. Okay, so, like, that's pretty broad. Pretty, very very anything. broad. Like very it, broad. It could, like, don't general practitioners also do some hospice care? Yeah. So, okay, so, like, I I could see that. I Exactly. Like, as, as I thought about it more, I was like, okay, I understand how, like, and he has his own practice. He's, he's yeah. not, like, a, he doesn't have a specific <clears throat> thing. He's a general practitioner. Um, naturally, you wouldn't really notice until the numbers really rack up, which is what happened. Well, it's also not, like, public knowledge. 
It's not public like, knowledge. And also, the fact I that it's, it's his own... It's his own... Practice. He practice. So he has his own records. Yeah, he can disclose, change, can, whatever, anything. Exactly. Whatever he wants. Now, the neighboring medical practice, too, to Shipman, I don't know what it was called. It just said neighboring medical practice, so the, it was a okay. medical practice near him. Um, they discovered that the death rate of Shipman's patients... Uh, was nearly 10 times higher what? than their own. What? Yes, 10 mother-freaking times higher. Ma'am. Now, <laughs> I don't know much about, like, you know, exactly what that means. I'm not in the medical field. Like, I mean, I, I know what it means, but, like, if somebody... I know for sure that if somebody said that to me, like, if I walked into a doctor's office and they were like, hey, that guy across the, the way, like, across the, the road... His death rate is 10 times higher than mine. I'd be like, okay, thank you. I'm never stepping foot in there. Yeah. But also, like, they're not, they're never telling you that. They would never tell me like, that. <laughs> but, like, I mean, I'm, but, like, no, but like, doesn't 10 like, times higher? Nobody knows that. Like, you go to a, like, everybody has their own primary care doctor, like, or whatever. Like, when they go to the hospital, you That's don't know how many so people. Terrifying. Like, you know what I mean? They, like, how many people have they killed? You have no idea. It makes me want to ask that. Be like, hey, before. Don't ever. <laughs> Dude, no. The no, anxiety. that's terrifying. That's so terrifying. Like, you walk into this medical... You walk into Harold Shipman's medical practice, and you're just like, I trust you. You're a doctor. Right? Because you're supposed to. What What other option do you have? It's so scary to think about. Oh, God. Now, the neighboring medical practice reported this, the fact that his um, death rate was 10 times higher. Your point Wait, like, how do they know that? Um... Just like I chatting. don't know. I think that they just chatting about. Yeah, I think it just kind of came up. Maybe, okay. maybe like he said his death rate, and then they said theirs, and they were like, "What?" I don't know if I'd be casually throwing that around. Who knows? Well, it could also be the people that work for him. Yeah, at some in some way it got some back capacity. To them. They found and out. it took twenty three years for this, for this to get back to them. So, yeah. um, they reported this to the local coroner, uh, being like, you know, hey, my guy, that Harold Shipman dude, he has like a death rate ten times higher than ours. So maybe like keep an eye he out. He sucks. Yeah, maybe like. <laughs> Keep an eye out for, like, you know, that, or see how many peeps you're getting from him. I don't really know. Now, I don't really know why they reported to the coroner and not the police right away, but may- may- maybe they, they just... get the bodies. Okay, yeah, So yeah, if yeah. it's... If, if they're all natural... Causes. Death. Then it's like, okay, what are you going to do to the police? Right. Anyway, so the coroner is like, holy moly, oh my god, you're right. Sir, how did you not pick up on that? I mean... Like, yeah, I, I don't really know. I, so I, the coroner reports it to the police, um, to the Greater Manchester Police, but... The police investigation failed to carry out even the most basic checks. They didn't check whether Shipman had a criminal record. Mm-hmm. Um, they really botched this one. They didn't oh, ask the General love. Medical Council what was on his file. Mm-hmm. They never even contacted Shipman or any relatives of the of the deceased patients of his. So they just did. They just okay. they they didn't even look him up. They literally did not care. All right. Now, they, they did ask the local health authority to check the records of 19 of his patients, his, dead, his deceased patients, mm-hmm. um, for any inconsistencies between the medical notes yeah. and the cause of death Okay. On, on the death certificate. However, the medical advisor, as I said, didn't check him for like, a, he didn't, they didn't check his record, so they didn't check if he had a criminal record. Therefore, the medical advisor was unaware that Harold Shipman, good old Harold Shipman, had a history of forging documents. And Shipman had added Dude. false illnesses to his victim's <sighs> record to cover his tracks. Do your job. I know. Do your job. They, they just do, they literally did. just do your job. They do your job. They completely botched it. 
So as far as I can understand, he would basically forge the victim's notes, like the, the records, mm-hmm. and adding like a fake illness or something to match the death certificate. And therefore, the investigation found no cause for concern, and Harold was free to kill three more of his patients before he was officially arrested. Oh my gosh. Yes. Now let's like, go over I, exactly I, how they caught uh, him. Because this, okay. this is a fun story. This is a fun story. Fun, fun story. Now, Harold was caught after he attempted to forge the will of one of his victims. What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, sure. I say attempted, um, but he did. How? He did. He full on forged. How do you have uh, access to that? I also don't know what his, his thing with, with forging documents is. But, he just... but like straight up, how do you have access to that? Yeah, yeah. You ready? You ready? Okay. So, 81-year-old Kathleen Grundy. Stop. Old people. They're so cute. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. Yes. She was the former mayoress. I think that means she was the wife of the mayor. Dope. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't I'm know. I'm to think would that be. I might be wrong. Or is that just another, the female version of mayor? I don't know. She either, either was way, the mayor or she was the wife of the mayor. You're a cool woman. Now, she was killed on June 24th, 1998 oh, by gosh. a lethal dose of morphine injected into her by Harold Shipman. So, Ugh. once again, he did not stray from his... From P.O.S. His, from his way of killing. Now, she was old. You know, she was older. But she she's was not in good that old. health. She's she was not in, that old. 81? 81. Old. Like, she's older, yes. But I'm saying, that's not that old. Yeah, compared like, to... Like, if you're in good shape and you're taking care of yourself, that's not that old. It's a good point. It's a good point. Um, and she was. She was, in, she was in good health, other than the fact that she was, you know, not in her prime. Mm-hmm. Um... Now, her family was extremely upset, obviously. Did it say, like, why she went to him? Uh, no. Just uh-huh. that she I mean, did. yeah, HIPAA. I mean, she so. also, she's also, like, it's, he's a general practitioner. It literally could be yeah. anything. Um, Goes in for a checkup, <laughs> dies. No, oh. like, exactly, exactly what All happens, right. basically. So, um, her family was extremely upset, but also extremely confused. Because this was quite a shock, since, as I said, she was in good health. Yeah. And even more importantly... It appeared that very recently her will had been changed and she had supposedly changed it to benefit, guess who? Good old Harold Shipman! Sir, I am never gonna be emotionally committed to any of my doctors enough to be like, yeah. No, see, you're that's, my will, homie. This is what I'm confused about. Now, I di- it didn't say like how it was forged, but I don't believe that he would be able to have access to that. So No, so like she either She had brought, she she did it. It had to be that she like he convinced her in some way to do it. I don't know. There's like a bunch of different things. Like you could sway somebody. He like I don't know. That's so weird. Like it's not like she would bring her whole will to Now it had been changed and she had left her entire estate worth four hundred thousand pounds to him. <gasps> uh yeah. You didn't think anybody I, would catch on? I think that somehow he did it because... He had to have. He, I, 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 th- I think he got in some way to, like, literally go in there and, like, write the shit himself and change it himself. You had to. Yeah. So, he also insisted... This was another thing that confused the family and was just extremely weird because they said, we don't know why she died. This makes no sense. She's she was got a good whole health, family, yeah. Literally. And they were like, yeah, we want to have an autopsy. Like, uh, please tell us. Yeah. And Harold said, no. He said, there is no autopsy necessary. You have no right. I'm telling you that she died of, I believe it was old age, is what he said. Um, or like, old age, or like, he said something, I don't know what it was, but um, most, the majority of 
what hit the his excuse was old age like that was what he usually said oh the 41 year old died of old age and obviously i'm thinking that was different but um if that sounds right harold i don't know so he says no autopsy not necessary not happening i would have been like oh okay and see you later i'm still getting one (laughs) yeah so after he had injected kathleen he ticked the cremation box on the will <gasps> so that she would be cremated and he obviously he wanted this to happen oh my because he didn't want any how freaking evil are you left he didn't want anyone to be able to give her an autopsy <sighs> and see that there is diamorphine in her system way too much of it however somehow some way she was not cremated she was buried and her daughter angela woodruff was alerted about the change of the will by hyde solicitor hamilton ward Mm-hmm. And immediately, she suspected foul play, especially when she realized that her entire state went to Harold Shipman. Yeah, your mom doesn't just wake up one day and leave everything to, to her, her doctor. Her general doctor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be, I would immediately suspect foul play also. Mm-hmm. So she goes to the police right away, and Kathleen's body was exhumed on August 1st, 1998, which is Jack's birthday is August 1st, but he was born in 1997, so I just thought that was fun. <laughs> fun little fact. Happy birthday, Jack. <laughs> Happy birthday, Jack. Um, so he turned one when this happened. <laughs> he was wow. one year old. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Jack, if you're listening, happy birthday. Happy first birthday, baby. <laughs> okay. And morphine was found in her muscle tissues. What? Didn't see that coming. That's crazy, because I literally wasn't going to be like, did they test her blood? Because, like... I think if you're embalmed, you don't have blood, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. like 99.9%. No, well, yeah, because your sure. muscles, it like soaks into it, right? Yeah. I don't know. It's like a... Now, Shipman was <laughs> arrested on September 7th, 1998. And the bodies of another 11 victims were exhumed over the next two months. Oh because that's gosh. when they were like, oh, oh, wait, we fudged up. Because remember when um, other people were telling us like, that this guy was kind of weird? Hearing that and then being like, oh. Yeah. Especially especially when they did digging on him and they were like, wow, you're death rate's high. And wow. Not even oh, just that, but crap. like, I'm grieving the death of my fill in the blank. And now I have to exhume their body to make sure there Legit. was no foul play. Legit. Like. Wow. 100%. Okay, so as I said, the police now were like, um, holy crap, holy, we done fudged up, and this guy is insane. And a police expert checked Shipman's surgery computer and found that he had made false entries to support the causes of death he gave on his victim's death certificates. Yeah, so now they were like, Oh, we got him. The good doctor. Oh, we got him. And as I said, he usually used old age as cause of death. Oh my gosh. Now, Shipman's trial, presided over by um, a Mr. Justice Forbes. Now the judge's name was Justice. That's the best thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Um, Began on October 5th, 1999. He was tried for the murders of 15 patients. I was almost born. 1999. Yeah, you were. Oh my god. Okay, we need to stop with these birthdays. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> he was tried for the murders of 15 patients by lethal injections of Just diamorphine. Just 15? Yes. Why? I, I, I believe it was because these 15 were the ones that they could, that absolutely they felt like, prove. yeah, that they absolutely okay. could prove because they and knew that, that if they sense. did more, that it's possible that he might not be. Well, because at that point, 
the more the older the body is when you exhume it, the less muscle exactly. tissue they exactly. Have and I'm I'm point. assuming a lot of them were cremated. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's true. And so I think that these were the ones that they were like, we still have the bodies, we can mm-hmm. we can, you know, actually Ugh. exhume these and make sure he is put away. Shipman was charged with the murders of Marie West, Irene Turner, Lizzie Adams, Jean Lilly or Jean Lilly, Ivy Lomas, Muriel Grimshaw, Marie Quinn, Kathleen Wagstaff, Bianca Pomfret, Nora Nuttall, Pamela Hillier, Maureen Ward, Winifred Mellor, Joan Melia, and Kathleen Grundy, which oh was the one that we just talked about. All of oh, whom had died between 1995 and 1998. These poor people. I know, it's horrible. It's horrible because these were all people that were just going to see their doctor. Right. And little did they know that they were not, that he was going to take them from this world way sooner than they needed to be. On January 31st, 2000, Shipman was found guilty of killing 15 patients by lethal injections of diamorphine and, and forging the will of Kathleen Grundy. Wow. It took the jury six days to reach the conviction. Now, I, I thought about this for a while, and I thought, okay, it took them six. That's a long time. But that's also... a very long time. It's also 15 people. Think about how long it takes for one. It's 15 people. Now, it has to be beyond a shadow of a doubt. And this entire case is, is extremely... It's in a gray area. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a very gray area, mm-hmm. in a way. You know what I mean? You're, you think, like... Okay, you know, and of course he's denying. By the way, he he denies, denies, of course. denies. Of thing. Course. So I understand. I think why it took them six days to reach the conviction. The judge sentenced him to fifteen consecutive life sentences. Ooh, got him. Uh huh. See you never, bitch. <laughs> yep. And rec- this kind of this kind of makes me laugh. Recommended that he never be released. Like thanks he's for the recommendation. Thanks for the recommendation. Like, I he- second that. He, um, He'll die 15 times. Yeah, 15 <laughs> consecutive times. Okay. 15 consecutive life sentences. That is really, really good. Now, he also received four years for forging the will in itself. So that's just an extra four years. Okay, whatever. <laughs> also, a little fun fact. On February 11th, 2000, the GMC formally threw Harold Shipman off its register. I'm kind of like, oh. I took you. He was he was arrested in 1998. Took you guys two mother freaking years. Finally. To be, to be like, and let's um, let's erase him from this. Wait, what year did his trial happen? 1990. His, he was arrested in 1998. But what year was he convicted? 2000. So I mean. It, oh, okay, okay, okay. Never mind that. I was going to be like, I don't think you technically, I think they couldn't. Oh. He's not actually convicted. Okay, good point, good point, good Because like if somebody just accuses you of something, you know yeah people can't just be like oh nope your life is a good point that's a good point i mean they can but they shouldn't i definitely think the whole like me having a drug issue would be a problem but you know what i mean also like the killing 250 people yeah that's a pretty big one too i agree um anyway so as i said shipman consistently claimed he wasn't guilty because obviously no one in prison was guilty right and disputing the scientific evidence against him he never made any statements about his actions or his crimes he literally was just like nope Nope, 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 nope. Have no idea what you're talking about. Okay. I'm just little I'm old Harold Chipman. Now, his, te- his defense tried but failed to have the count of murder of Miss Grundy, Kathleen Grundy, the one he forged yeah. the will to, tried separately from the others. Now, they, they wanted it tried separately because the murder of Mrs. Grundy had an obvious motive present, yeah. whereas the others did not. And I think that they believed if we can do this separately, maybe it'll be... At least be... get one. Maybe yeah. you can't get the rest of them. Exactly. I get that. Exactly. Okay. Fair. Um... So, there was that. Now, side note, his wife, Primrose, 
apparently was in denial about his crimes as well. I mean, the whole, she yeah. stayed by his side. No, I true. You know how like you you read some cases and you're like, I don't know how you didn't know this. There had to be like I don't understand. I believe one hundred percent she didn't know anything. I mean, how could you? I mean, because nobody else knew it. Nobody else knew it. <laughs> I mean, she and, and imagine just living your life. They were married for forty years. They also could just have a thing. Like I know some couples like don't talk about work at home. Yeah, and also like this was this was this was like an older case too. Like I don't maybe differently back then. Literally possible to like yeah. They just didn't talk that much. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. Although many other cases and counts of murder could have been brought to court and proven after the first trial, the authorities believed that it would be hard to have a fair trial mm-hmm. in view of the insane amount of publicity surrounding I mean, the original trial. Very true. Like, because the, the first trial was so huge and well-known that there was just no way they were going to find a full jury that was unbiased to, the, to this case and yeah. this man, you know? Makes sense. Um, also, given the sentences from the first trial, 15 consecutive life sentences, a further trial was kind of deemed unnecessary. Yeah. Which he will never get out of prison, and like, even though he was only convicted of 15 murders, it is well known he committed way more and will rot in prison, giving yeah. his other victims and their families the justice that they deserve. Yeah, that sucks, though, because it's still, like, it is. you would always want to, like, you, you're you, always going to wonder. You're, 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 you're going to wonder, like, 100%. That sucks. Um, it is concluded that Shipman was most likely responsible for about 250 deaths that's what i said but no matter what because he was not convicted we can't say you know that like we know this for certain but it is mo that is what people people are like yes yes he did yes he did man i know he also most likely never got clean from his drug addiction (laughs) because it just yeah most likely he didn't now he served he served four years in wakefield prison in West Yorkshire. And on January 13th, 2004, the day before his 58th birthday, he was found dead in his cell. He committed suicide. He Screw hung you. himself. He hung himself in You're his coward. cell. You're Bye. And I believe this is ironic because he also killed his first patient the, uh, the day before her birthday. And he killed himself Ooh. the day before his. That's true. Full circle moment. Full circle moment. Now, I don't, know if this is true. I, don't, I don't know if this is true. But some of the correctional officers, um, after he died, said that he spoke about committing suicide a lot so that his widow, Primrose, would get his pension and lump sum because he had four kids. Now, I don't... A part of me almost didn't want to put that in because it makes him sound like he's a nice... Like, it makes him be like, No, you know what? That's the least you can do for your family. Yeah. You ruined the lives of... You have ruined their lives. 250 plus people. Yeah. You have ruined their lives. So, you know what? If that's the only thing you can leave to your kids which like who knows if they even took it i don't even know if i'd be able to take that i don't know either but like no it's it's still not a good deed you're still a piece of shit agreed agreed there is nothing that you can do now is going to make up for what you did like literally you're a coward you suck bye (laughs) now as i said he had been married for 40 years and before he was arrested or sorry they had been married for 40 years him and um primrose and she stayed by his side during the trial as i said she stayed by his side she believed he was innocent throughout his trial and sentencing however after he was arrested she sent him a letter in prison in which she wrote quote tell me everything no matter what unquote now Hmm. we don't know his response 
but she was a regular visitor at Wakefield Prison before his death in 2004, and she even moved her home, like, she moved houses to be closer to the prison. So she stayed with him until, until he died. She and her four children also attended Shipman's cremation in 2004, which was held in secret. Mm-hmm. And I I told you I tried to look up the kids before, but I didn't I mean, find yeah, much on them. Same be. thing with Primrose. They don't need to be. But that is I the story like, of Britain's most notorious serial killer, Dr. Harold Shipman. I'm having a hard time, like, wrapping my head around, like... The whole Primrose moving there. I mean, like, so part of me wants to be like forty wait, years. She was groomed because she's also she was fifteen when they got married. It's possible, but also, I mean, there was it was four years apart. 15, yeah. 16, 17, Wait, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. Yeah, fit, like, four years apart. I don't. I think. I think what it was was they were married for forty years. That is a long time. They had four kids together. I mean, that was her entire life you don't know anything she doesn't know anything else she knows that like that is who she loves that's her husband and then yeah i mean we see it happen with like all of these other women like um and and also oh gosh how long would it take if i was arrested right now for murdering people yeah how long would it take you and i and if i kept telling you you know like i didn't do it i didn't do it i didn't do it like honestly how long do you think it would take you for, for to be like Oh my I god, even, is she guilty? I don't know. I literally can't even think about it. Especially like, I, I if I kept being like, I don't like, the, I didn't do this. I was really convicted. Come, you know, come visit me. Come. And see we haven't me. even known each other for forty years. It's like exactly. How do you exactly? Like I can't even imagine. How do you? I mean, the idea of it's like, your partner, especially if Jack was, if Jack was arrested and tried for this, and let's say he was like guilty or something, I literally would be like, I don't, I don't know. Like I don't know what to. I don't I mean, at know that what point, to believe. It's like. Yeah. I don't know what to You can't believe. even make a decision. You can't... How do you even And fathom, she loves him. You know? And, on, and she knows the, the, the husband that cares yeah. for her and loves her. That's who she knows. That's who and she sees. And you're right. The last time she's ever been without him was when she was 15. 15. And that's not even including dating. Exactly. Like, that's concerning. Like, you can't... How are you going gonna to just be like, okay... The last I'll, time I was I guess ever I have to like 15. Yeah. Let's revert back to that mindset. Okay, I'd rather just stay with this man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yikes. Wow, that was wild. Um, yeah, I don't have words for that. Yeah, it's insane. I do believe that there was a lot of um, documentaries about him. There might even be a movie. Um, I know that there's a movie. It's not him, though. And I thought it was, but it's not him. Oh, really? It's about somebody else. That apparently did something similar to this. Guys, stop doing this. <laughs> yeah, it's no. actually really scary that this. If you're thinking about doing happen, this, don't. This was also back in the '70s through the late '90s, though. I feel like times nowadays times have definitely so changed. Much. I don't think you'd be able to get away with this, like especially did. with medications. Like, yeah, I'm friends with a ton of nurses. Shout out to Cameron if you're listening to this. Uh, Cameron, I don't know who you are, but um, what's up? Anyway, like she tells me all the time how like difficult it is to like. Even get medications that, like, you need for patients, like, right now. I can't imagine, like, yeah, cause getting you, out in excess and then, you know. Because I didn't... 250 times. I didn't put this in there because, like, it just didn't... I didn't really feel like it needed. But I read in some sources that, like, he stuck... He would get, like, enough... Di- he would stock up on dimorphine and he, oh would, he would have enough to kill, like... 
All right. So <laughs> many people. Like, he was able to access that. Guys, catch a clue. Like, yeah. Uh, all right. <laughs> Terrifying. <laughs> Okay. Well, guys, I hope that you enjoyed this. Yeah, let this us know your was a thoughts. fun one. Let us know your thoughts. Let us know how you felt about this because I think also let us know if you um, if you had heard about this before. Yeah, for all. Or if you had I heard about be- it, but you just <laughs> didn't know anything about it. I had no idea. Yeah, this was fun because I literally was telling Grace like she didn't know any of this. Legit. She didn't know any of I this. No. So now Grace and I are completely have we have no idea what, what we're doing for the next case. I'll figure it out though. You guys have given some pretty awesome suggestions. So I might be taking one of those. Yeah, somebody said the toy box killer. I definitely yes. want to do that. That one's a little intense. That one's extreme. That's really intense. I think my next one's gonna be an unsolved one though. We love so. an we, we, we love a good unsolved one. They make me angry love because I'm just it. like, oh I, I love and hate it too. Oh it's my like god! Getting to the I end have of, to be like in the mood to listen to an unsolved right? case. It's like getting to the end of a book, but the last page is ripped out. It's like that's a good way to put it. Ugh. That's a, <gasps> that's such, a, and you're like, wait, no, please. Right? <laughs> what happens? So anyway, we'll definitely dive into it because I want to hear some theories. And actually, somebody, I'll shout them out when I do it. But if I remember, sorry if I yes. don't. But I'll try to shout them out because you guys have suggested some really cool things. No, you guys have. And there was actually one that someone suggested. I don't remember what it's called now, but I read it and I was like, oh, this kind of sounds like super intriguing and I right? would totally do this. So, yeah. So, anyway, feel free to email us at... <laughs> <laughs> I, you put me on the spot. I was like, oh, frick. That's so criminal at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at... That's so criminal. We're making um, it easy. Yeah. So, anyway. Have, stay safe have, Stay safe. Stay not murdered. And just be good. Don't kill 250 people, please. Uh, Please. Bye. Bye.